Skyrim is Minecraft's little brother. There you yeah. That's a that's a great that's a that's a tagline for the beginning of this one. Hello and welcome back to the Mo Video Games Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. We know we've spent a little time off, but it is so great to be back discussing video games and tech just for you guys. We hope you liked today's episode. We got some pretty big bangers, as we always do. Bangers only. You know that's the Mo Video Games way. And if you listen real close, you get to hear Mocha Purrin at some point throughout. So make sure you listen close. Let us know in the comments if you hear Mocha Purrin. And if you want to see her shining face, head on over to YouTube where we have the live stream fully uploaded. There's a little bit of cut footage that is available on YouTube for you to see. So we hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Sit back, relax, have a cup of coffee, and let's get into it. Baby! Hello and welcome to the Mo Video Games Podcast. I don't even know Back what to do. Another week. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So it's another one. How do how do we do this? <laughs> I don't know. It's been so long, man. What are video games? Well, uh, I Oh, go oh ahead. yeah, you go. No, you go. No, no. <laughs> no, no, no. No, 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 no. Okay. Um mm. I have been playing God of War. I didn't see that. Wow. That's cool. That's all I have to say. How's it been? I mean, great. I, as I said in the post, the 60 frames per second made a surprisingly huge difference. Um, like as as it usually does like if you try and go back and play anything at 30 frames per second that you're used to playing at 60 frames per second it feels unplayable because the the latency is just so huge like once you like have time with a game and you're used to certain actions taking a certain amount of time um but i, I don't know it, it felt it well, felt more still fluid take the for same me. amount of time well like b- because of the the frame but refresh I- like your your action but yeah, the latency quicker. is what's what's improved. It's but the time of the action. You swinging the axe doesn't. Well, yeah, the, the axe. <laughs> I know what you're saying, but you're <laughs> yes, making it sound like an axe swing is twice as fast because it's 60 <laughs> frames per second. Hey, oh. Kratos is more powerful on the PS5, baby. That's all I'm saying. No, okay, good, good, good correction. Yes, the the on screen action <laughs> from start to finish takes the same amount of time, but the, the amount of time from my input to the on screen action is quicker now and just the like motions a little smoother you definitely if you threw a 60 fps and a 30 fps video right next to each other can notice the difference yeah for sure um but but as far as my like thoughts on the game i'm not far enough into it to have more i mean obviously i've played the game before and it is as fun at least um it it is not less fun than i remember it so far um so that's 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 all i can say i'm at the point i am at the the lake of the nine or whatever um it was doing some of the extra shit on the outside you know like all the little trying to find extra treasures and stuff like that and i'm just about to start heading up the mountain um initially from from the first time getting like i just drained the lake whatever um so that's where i'm at 
at the moment. That's dope. Definitely excited to see what Take Two feels like for old Maxwell. It's 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 weird. Um, and so when I did Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and I did the review for that, I wasn't kidding about it changing my perspective on games. Like I am going into God of War, one a lot more critical than I think I would have, and two. I am like I am caring about things that I didn't care about previously when I played it. Like it's very bizarre. Sounds like you have taste now. Do you care to elaborate on what said taste is? <laughs> I I the <laughs> the the <laughs> game the game part of the taste. game I think matters a lot more to me than it did. Um I think it mattered a lot less to me before, I guess is all I will really say. Like the actual what I am doing as the player. Are we getting teased right now? Are we getting a little teaser trailer? That's all I'm going to say on that one. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say, baby. Um, it's interesting. I The most interesting thing is that right now, I don't know how I'm going to feel by the end of God of War. I would have thought going into it right off the bat, I would have been like, oh yeah, I remember this game. Dope. But right now I'm like, this game good. But is it as good as I thought it was? That's I that's mean, the main question. This is what I've been saying. <laughs> it I is know. really good. I don't want to detract from that, but the beginning was uh oh yeah, I mean the beginning was slow for me. It took a, it definitely took a while for me to get into the game and get the get the ball rolling and get invested. And by the time I was at the Lake of the Nine, I certainly wasn't changing that opinion yet. Like, um, but I did have a lot more fun doing it how you did it, which was my second attempt at God of War, where I did all the side shit um, and messed around with all that stuff. Running straight through the story, I was just like, I don't care about this bitch, nor her ashes. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, yeah, I definitely like getting into the combat and getting a little bit farther into the leveling system, which was fun and rewarding and good tempo on that. Um, like definitely pulled me in a lot more than the story did not that the story was bad again like it was still it was still a good game uh i still view it highly like looking back at it but i definitely was expecting a magnum opus of the entire video gaming community with how much it had been hyped up by someone not naming names <laughs> literally all my friends that have played the game not just maxwell though maxwell is also on the hype train yeah many yeah. people are aboard <laughs> <laughs> when they say all aboard they meet everyone um but yeah i i mean i yeah i'm excited to see what you think too i think it'll still be pretty hype for you i'm not worried about that part and the gameplay is fun it just sounds like you need to play more gameplay oriented experiences like <clears throat> hollow knight and <laughs> <laughs> i Dynamite. i'm I'm pretty close to playing Hollow Knight again. I think perhaps once I complete God of War, that might be my next. I'm trying to only have like one background game I'm playing at a time in addition to like what I'm recording. Um, sure. So I, I might do. Hollow I didn't want to do Hollow Knight right after doing Ori um, and then have a bunch of expectations of what I expected to happen in a game like that because of Ori and then be disappointed. So I'm trying. It's like God of War is my palate cleanser. A nice, cool, That's like, 30, ginger, 40 baby. hour <laughs> ballot cleanser. Um, yeah, are you just going to do a turbo sprint through it? Well, obviously not. You're kind of dicking around already. 
Oh yeah, definitely not turbo sprint. I'm even considering trying to go through and actually well, end game content for one. Um, like do, dude, do that, some of the stuff that I didn't do. End game content was honestly dope. I'm not gonna lie, that end game content was a shining star for me in that game. The Valkyries were so fucking fun. Uh, and the Nefelheim or whatever it is, Nefelheim. Like that, they both. Yeah, like I said, they both just felt like real OG classic end game content for a game, and that part is like. That was cool. That felt that felt like gaming for the sake of gaming and nothing else, um, which is something I do not get very frequently. Yeah, that and, and that's I, I mean, I went to Nif, Nilfheim or Niffel, Niffel, whatever Heim and Moosefellheim. Yeah. And I, like I went into them Moosafa briefly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't but I didn't go like super. I didn't do like the full content. So like I just I was like, oh, that looks interesting. Okay, game over. But yeah, so I'm trying to do. I didn't do a new game plus. I wanted to start again, and and remember what the experience was of like building up skills. Um, yeah, going through to get the full. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm yeah, it, I'm very hyped. Either way, this isn't the God of War podcast. Musevlaim was pretty good. I didn't do the. You have to run through. I'm pretty sure the. So you run through all of Musevlaim, and then at the very end, you fight a Valkyrie. And then once you beat the Valkyrie, I think, I, maybe you don't have to kill the Valkyrie, but then you can go back through the six or seven challenges and do the hard mode. I only did the, like, the base. There's, like, three levels of difficulty is my recollection. Oh, so, like, okay. e- there's, like, six stones that you approach as challenges or, like, swords in the ground. I forgot exactly what they were. But you run it once, and it's the simple challenge, and then they make it, they, it's a different but harder challenge for all six. You run through all of those, then you can fight the Valkyrie, um, and then you can go back through and do, like, the ultimate hard challenge. Okay. Um, it was honestly kind of cool that you had to go through all of... Uh, I gotta, we gotta make sure it's Musafelheim and not Musafaheim. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling it Muspelheim from now. I'm just going to call cosmology, it. cosmology, Muspelheim, Old Norse, Muspelheimer. <laughs> I'm just call it Mheim. The, the Mheim and the Heim. There we go, the Mheim, yeah. Welcome to the Mheim. Uh, I like that they did the Valkyries in both of those. And I like that they put the Valkyrie in uh, Niflheim as well. Because that was like real stressful, but felt real good when you when you beat it. Because you're already like, am I going to have enough time to get to kill the Valkyrie? Do I have enough damage to even get through in time? Uh, I definitely think, looking back at it though, with God of War, the strat is definitely, like, gear is such a dependency in that game. The strat is definitely just pimp out your gear and then fight the Valkyries. Me fighting as many of the Valkyries as I did when I just started fighting them, and it's like, I have to kill them all. And not like maxing out my uh my axe or my blades of chaos. Foolish. But foolish. So I'm straight up maxing out my shit. Can I turn this down? How do I do this? Are we trying to turn down? For what? I think I'm maxing out my my cone here. I'm gonna turn down my recording volume just a little bit. I don't know if I'm maxing it out. I'm sorry, podcast, if it gets a little too loud. I just get so excited talking about these games. Well, I think record turning it down in Audacity, it, it doesn't affect the audio I'm hearing. So Am I do I sound bad? Oh, I, I so out? so in OBS I, I go in and I, I turn your gain down a little bit so that it doesn't max out. I, I keep an eye on the levels and keep them about the same. So 
Well, should I turn? Should I keep? Okay, I'm just going to leave it. I'm done touching it. I don't care. <laughs> oh. Um, in, uh, in other news, I did start playing Hollow Knight again. <laughs> Actually? Oh, my goodness. That's some I, uh, exciting news. I'm, I'm happy about that. Yeah, I fought the boss. I probably fought the sixth or seventh boss in my last run through. I fought first, which is the I, th- I think it's the guy that you died to. The guy that it's like the lobster that walks back and forth and shoots the orange splooge over to the left oh, and right side. And yep. then you like jump on. I thought that was the guy that made you. RQ, if you will. Um, <laughs> I, I I don't know. Well, I I probably did RQ. I RQ and is common for me in frustration, but that's my understanding why you stopped playing that game. Is you died and then you RQ'd. Yeah, it I, it wasn't from a boss though. Is I I, I ventured uh, too far away, lost myself, and was like, "There's no way I'm going to be able to go back there and get it." Like it was yeah. it was a fluke. I made it that far. <laughs> also, our rage quit. I shouldn't use abbreviations for uh for my mother. Because I know everyone else knows what that means. I thought RQ was real that. quit. <laughs> a rowdy quit. <laughs> um, and then, a, a, a rowdy quit. That's my new one from now on. Okay. And then I remembered I struggled with the... Uh, well, I don't think you got this far, but the Praying Mantis boss. There's like... You fight... Uh, there's like three mantises... You fight one first, and then you fight two simultaneously after. And I did that second. And that boss, I definitely struggled with the first time I ran through. Um, and I had a, uh, and I had weapon upgrades as well. So it felt real good to to kill them with zero weapon upgrades, <laughs> all natural. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, you distracted me by Clarissa distracting you. Oh, that was not Clarissa. <laughs> Were you tooting? <laughs> yeah i need to go off screen to do it <laughs> i was like man you were lifting a cheek off the seat i don't know some people like that's to a do pretty that. hefty lift for a toot. my goodness i mean my toots are legendary so that's bigger <laughs> no I, i've got like a, a runny nose it's it's weird so i was just like taking care of my nose off screen so our viewers aren't subjected to such say. savagery um but yeah either way i'm excited to go back through i definitely i was fighting that prey mantis boss and i was like man this is taking way longer and way more hits than i remember um and i didn't realize your first rusty nail upgrade (laughs) doubles its damage so it would have literally been half the hits if i uh did it but it is kind of fun because like when uh when I when I know my weapon doesn't do much damage then it becomes like an optimization game of like it's not just how do I stay alive and get a hit here or there it is how do i i need to optimize the amount of hits i can get per trade while staying alive because otherwise i have to iterate through more times it's like a higher risk to run through more iterations you know it's like less risky for me to try to optimize my hit out which was it was honestly a nice little challenge it was fun so definitely excited i the main reason i want to go back is because i want to do that fucking white castle I don't know if I'm gonna look up how to do the White Castle uh, or like the White White Knight Palace. I don't. Have you looked at that? No. Is it like a traversal challenge or is it a like a boss fight? No, it's a plat. It's definitely like a platformer challenge. The White Palace. Yeah, it has this. Um, I don't know how hidden it is. I mean, there's lots of hidden areas in these fucking platformer games, especially Hollow Knight. Definitely loves hidden areas. Uh, 
Oh my god, dude. It is. I was watching this dude speed. You should if you if you like platforming stuff and are familiar with Hollow Knight at all, watching the speed run of it, which was like three minutes. Fucking insane mechanics. Like the tightest, the cleanest. He can't make it up. Mind blown. I died at least like thirty times trying to get through the first or second part. I got I think through the first part, but the second part was like too much. I was just I needed a break. It's GG for me. I got platformed out. Um, I'd be excited it, to try that because the the Ori and the Will of the Wisp traversal challenges, I'm sure probably not the same degree of difficulty, um, but they were some of the most fun, like just constantly trying over and over and like getting and like learning a, a how little to optimize bit better. that. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's the thing with that shit is like it's definitely doable because you just learn how to do an area right and then... You just have to be able to execute, I guess. But it's like, really, the the challenge is like figuring out how to get through it half of the time. Or if you're really on point, dynamically figuring it out, which feels amazing when you just like walk to one thing and then you're just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> just like reacting <laughs> on the fly and get it all. But the White Knight Palace is like, uh, essentially, it just has a bunch of like the spinning blades in Hollow Knight. I guess I don't know if you saw any of the spinning blades in Hollow Knight, but there's a bunch of spinning blades and most of them are in air and very few platforms. So you really have to be able to use your dash and the down attack to keep yourself off of the blades. So okay. you're like half trying to dodge the blades and then half trying to use them to keep yourself in the air, uh, which is definitely like a key. Uh, what do you want to call it? Like if you're if you're if you're playing a lot of Hollow Knight, you really need to get good, in my opinion, at the down down strike to like balance yourself off of stuff. Um, but yeah, it was it, it's a good it's a good little challenge. Maybe people if if anyone's done it and thought it was easy, please let me know because I don't. Maybe I'm just a bitch, but I think it's a pretty hard platformer challenge. So certainly no Super Mario sixty four. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> do you think Super Mario sixty four is harder platforming than Hollow Knight? Zero percent. Yeah, no, not at all. Okay. I definitely think that that Hollow Knight is the hardest platforming I have ever done in my life. Not base game. I think base game is like comparable. I think Hollow Knight's harder platforming off the bat. Um, or maybe like you, it gets a little harder a little quicker, but I don't think it's exceptionally hard platforming. It's really just you got to... I don't even know how I figured out the down strike on the nails kept you up. But it's really just figuring out the time on that, I think, is a big one. And then knowing, like, limits on your dash and stuff like that. And once you get the double jump, it's super easy, too. Yeah. But uh, just kind of knowing the bounds and, like, the extremes is the challenge, I guess, on that. But, but no, Super Mario 64 is not. It's hard to tell. I don't play a lot of in-game Super Mario 64. Um, and there is some parts of that that are challenging. There's, like, one boss. Or, sorry, one one what do you want to call it there's one map where you're just like straight up in the fucking sky and you ride like a magic carpet and super mario 64 it's in the last room with like the giant ticking clock if anyone else is familiar with that game adam will know what i'm talking about um but that that map that map makes me sad (laughs) i'm not good at that (laughs) map um but I still need 100% Super Mario 64 for how much i say it's a good game i obviously don't think so because i haven't 100% at it so when are the speed runs coming? Dude, don't don't tease me. I was watching the I was watching the video. I think it's doable. But I'm trying to focus on work. 
but I don't know. I do. Wa- I do want to start speed running, but I do also want to go through games. I'm like trying to really figure out. I need to like sit down and meditate on like my the current state of video gaming and all over. Like figure out what I really <laughs> want to do here and like have a nice little conversation with myself. So, but I definitely want to do another Hollow Knight speed run or not speed run run through, and then I want to. I really just got to figure out what games I want to play next because I also want to go through Dying Light the expansion. My roommate just played Dying Light. So, oh, what what speak- do you think? Well, I guess we'll get to that. Okay, we'll get to that. We're talking about it. Today, yeah, we'll so. talk about Dying Light. And I don't know how, if you have tech news, but I'll try to wrap this up quick because we we have already just chatted. <laughs> I know. I, I have a couple of tech news things, but I'll I'll, I'll gloss through breeze them real through quick. Them, breeze through them. Um, it's okay. I don't have to talk about my games. Um, <laughs> um, oh, I totally forgot what were we talking about. Oh, so the reason we couldn't record last week. For people who don't talk to me, which to be fair, actually, it's more so I'm too lazy to respond to people is really the <laughs> issue. <laughs> um, I was, we moved into this place, I think, two weeks ago. Yeah, about two weeks ago. So, I, yeah, we moved in on the 6th. So, I guess actually, yeah, two and, a, two and a half. Am I tripping? No, two. Okay, I'm dumb. I'm dumb. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> two weeks ago, as of the day of this recording, and I set up internet to get installed that tuesday the guy calls me from a new york number i'm in iowa so i don't pick it up because i think it's spam um and then i get a call back and i'm like oh it must be mediacom so i call him back five minutes max after he called me and he was like oh hey um sorry you got to make a new appointment i tried calling you twice i know you tried calling me but doesn't matter gotta make a new appointment um he's got a strict schedule can't deviate and i was like okay well this is really okay. frustrating and kind of bullshit but um i'll like you know yeah maybe you are on a real tight bing bang boom um so i called back and i swear mediacom only allows you to schedule out at least like 48 hours like like two business days out right like you can never schedule that day or the next day you have to do two days out so thursday next day that i can do it the guy comes and he's like oh you have too much damage on your cable coming into the house so we're gonna need to drill and do repairs but to do that i need written approval from your manager or like from your apartment owner um so so then i go and i email my apartment owner and they're like oh don't worry i called my like repair dude the repair manager for the apartment and he called mediacom it's all squared away you're fine so i call mediacom back knowing that this is going to happen and they go yeah we need written approval when the technician comes print it out so you can hand it to them you can't even just email mediacom the written approval no you, you, the technician needs to hold it in their hands and read the note <laughs> like, what what is this this is 2021 this is not the fucking dino age here like yikes why can't i email you especially they they all have their like ipads and phones you know like they you have an electronic file for my account like that's that's not like they don't do that right so i finally get her to send me written permission but i don't want to schedule the appointment until i get written permission so that pushes it back till friday which means the sooner that they're able to come then i think was monday the guy comes he sets up the internet none of the lights other than the power light on my modem are turning on and he was like i don't know if this is broken are you able to access this uh and i forgot I had turned off all my LEDs and all my lights on my modem because it used to be in my bedroom, so it's really annoying. 
But either way, the guy pretty much walks in, sits down. Um, Mediacom set it up so when you first start your service, they have their own like landing web page that you pretty much just go through. I think the techs just go through the landing web page when they set it up. I don't think they do anything more than that. They say that they have to turn something on outside, and I think that might be bullshit. In fact, I feel decent. That's really bullshit, but whatever. So either way, he comes in. And he sets it up in literally five minutes and walks out. No, no, literally zero drilling needed. <laughs> zero issues. Like, like the guy that came Thursday, I don't know if he just didn't want to do anything or if he just was pissed that I had my roommate pick up instead of me. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I spent all this time trying to get, you know, the approval. And then the second time, yada, yada, yada. So, so either way, we spent like, uh, yeah, it would have been like about a week and a half without internet. Which is why we didn't record last week. That's my four-minute ramble on it. It's very frustrating. That's wild. That's that's my tech news. My tech news is I'm reviewing ISPs and they're all horrible, as we all know. With the exception of Verizon. I know, dude. I'm so jealous. Verizon. Hey, though, we get Starlink, though, right? I'm gonna get that what three megs <laughs> down. I forgot what they were advertising, but oh, actually, you. It's not, I don't think it's supposed to be like fast. I think it's just supposed to be internet for all. Oh, okay. I've read like absolutely nothing on it, so that that, that makes sense. That's pretty cool then. And never mind. I changed yeah. my ear to a damn. That's pretty I, cool. I might be wrong. I've done like incredibly minimal research. My roommate just has a fascination with joking about Starlink all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, but either way, that was an absolute nightmare and incredibly frustrating experience so the reason that he played it is because my computer's obviously doing literally fucking nothing without internet um other than steam games being played on it so i just left my pc out in our like main living room area and then he was able to run through dying light and once nice. he was done with that i was like i haven't played holiday in a while i've been really craving i'm actually 100%ing it or like going through all the content um so i figured i'd do that so to answer your question, we'll see about the speed runs. I'll, I'll, I'll meditate this weekend or uh, this week and let let the viewers know next week and what my my video game enlightenment is coming to. I'm excited. I'm excited too. I got it. I got a balance between learning my role in League of Legends since I'm still pretty new to it and my champ pool is incredibly small. Um, and uh, yeah, and doing other stuff. But yeah. That's all. Nice. Tech tech news. So mine real quick. So this is a little old news now, um, but Forza Horizon 4 is coming to Steam. So that's... I mean, it, you could already play it on PC, but if for some reason you hate the... Like you don't want to have a Microsoft account for some reason or hate the Windows Store or whatever to that effect or want to be able to somehow mod the game i suppose it, it coming to steam probably makes that more possible i don't know all the benefits but it's coming to steam so i hate players. all clients or whatever you want to call them other than uh other than steam i really wish that they like would allow me to like take the product key from my microsoft windows store and put it on steam not joking yeah no, that that's fair. And I mean some places do that too. Like you can like I, I a lot of my Uplay or now Ubisoft Connect, whatever the the hell they're on now, um games were like Steam codes that are just like 
you 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 but you, it's reverse you buy it on steam but then you have to like activate it in ubisoft or something i don't know it's a mess but i'm with you steam steam is king um yeah. epic has been pretty good too i just don't use it very much because my most of my library is steam actually yeah actually, i i will give you that epic epic's not bad what's the one that it's origin but i that's it's like it's that's called EA. origin yeah i'm pretty sure we have talked about this on stream ea is literally their yeah their client is the worst fucking thing to ever not even grace this earth to literally just defecate on this earth and my eyeballs it's like they paid one high schooler that like barely knows java to fucking code the shittiest client i've ever seen which i mean to be fair for a high schooler is excellent impressive yeah excellent for what i assume was a team of highly skilled developers it was literally atrocious for uh especially for EA that has the money to do it right, you know? Like, it's just so obvious how little they care. Um, yeah, which is a shame. And it's, I mean, it's talked about a lot. Like, most of these companies, like NVIDIA, EA, all these things, the companies are the issue. The people that are producing the content and working, the developers, are usually very talented, passionate people that care about the the products that they're building. But it's just uh, businesses are there to make green. and that's it and if your actions don't inherently make money for the company nobody cares at the company capitalism's king baby baby so no 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 slight to the developers just a slight to probably their bosses who are telling them uh yeah you're done yeah but i I could fix this no you're done you got to go work on those microtransactions. Literally, almost none of it works. You're done. <laughs> you are done. Yeah, no. Origin, origin crap. Origin crap. Oh, it was so bad. Uh, that that client was actually kind of tilting. Um, um, but yeah, so Forza Horizon Four coming to Steam. Um, yeah. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, uh, PS5 exclusive coming out later this year. Uh, you got a release date of June 11th. So that's how I'm actually hyped for that. The uh, what were they saying? Because like they're able to like render a lot more shit on the screen simultaneously, so like all the bullets everywhere and stuff in the demo. Yeah, they so it it's obviously it's a Sony first party studio, so they're going to take advantage of everything the PS5 has to offer, and it's a PS5 exclusive developed for the PS5, so it's probably going to be one of the best technical showcases for what next gen will be. Um, but the the Tempest audio engine, it's a chip in the PS5 dedicated to audio and 3d audio specifically so like what before they you would have to spread the audio processing out on the old jaguar cores on the ps4 and so you'd only get like a sliver of one core dedicated so you might be able to like simulate 10 maybe a hundred different sound things and that's like your max budget but with the tempest engine is theoretically powerful enough how easy it is to tap into that who knows but you could like simulate thousands of raindrops individually effectively for sound so it could be much more immersive and kind of in addition to ray tracing is kind of like the visual like starting to approach photorealism and the tempest engine is supposed to help like orally you you get to that that point so yeah audio realism audio realism so the the full (laughs) the full tech baby um and they the the tech thing that mark cerny did early last year where he talks about like the the science of the shape of your ears and like how we all have different audio profiles like it's all very cool i'm very excited for the potential of the tech 
how it actually plays out, who knows? But yeah, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart should have that. And then, yeah, they you like you're jumping through dimensions, and each one is incredibly complex. But it's just like you're instantly like just poof, because of like the the PS5 SSD, all that kind of stuff. And Insomniac Games good at making games, so it should be a pretty fun game to play. Speaking of the PS5, have you played Demon Souls? If I, I told you no, no. <laughs> would you be well, surprised? I mean, you've been busy with other shit, but that is I, definitely where you go. Oh yeah, I'm. 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 It is a game I intend to play at some point. But yeah, like I said, I there, there's a lot of other things, and then there's going to be other priorities on top of that when Ratchet and Clank comes out, and God of War Ragnarok, and Gran Turismo Seven, and all all that. It's kind not going to get played. <sighs> Maybe years down the line. I do. Maybe if if you if you want to see me stream Demon Souls, leave some comments on YouTube on Instagram. Perhaps I will stream a Maxwell Lewis gaming. I would consider that. But hold on one second. YouTube.com more video games. <laughs> if I get if I get ten comments from different people, I should say different that, accounts or different people. That's very different. <laughs> I I will know. <laughs> I will search your IP. Um, but yeah, I'll say t- ten comments suggesting I should play Demon Souls on Maxilus Gaming. I will do it. Boom! There you go. Oh, that's what Oliver Stroh commented. Uh, play Demon <laughs> Souls, bro. It'd be crazy awesome. Thank you for the comment. I think I'd have to agree. I don't know who you are, but yeah, lo- looks you got some crazy eyes, but. I know. It's <laughs> from the profile pic, but not too bad. Is that like Waldo? Yeah, that was from uh, a oh, machine you're... learning assignment. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you talking about that. We ML'd out Waldo. He's got no escape now. Um, And then the last tech news. So Dbrand came out with dark plates for the PS5, and they are black um covers to replace the white covers for the ps5 they are like the first three waves of shipments are sold out they were on wave four that ships in may which i purchased um i don't know if wave four is still available and there was like a pending wave five i I, they're just continuing to back order uh rather than just have it sell out immediately so i was able to get my hands on a, a may shipment so i'm pretty stoked about that i i was also like i get dbrand's emails and they sent a survey out um and i i I answered it and it was talking about like it was showing the dark plates and what the concept was and it was asking like would you be willing to pay this much for them you'd say yes or no would you be willing to pay this much for them and talking about shipping and all this different stuff and dbrand is slowly becoming one of my favorite companies i i don't have a lot of examples Uh, i'll see if i can pull it up fairly quickly but their their survey they're freaking hilarious. They don't take anything seriously. And so some of the details though. So like on the inside of the PS5, there's little etched squares, circles, triangles, and X's um, that make a texture. It's the same texture that's on the back of the PS5 controllers, but it's on the inside of the white PS5 covers. And so Dbrand with the black ones also has a texture, but each of the, they're still squares, triangle X's and O's, but they're like radioactive symbols and hazard signs. Symbol and robot. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. It's actually really cool. 
Yeah, and so they they're doing that to get away from Sony suing them and then essentially daring Sony to sue them, which I think is a dangerous game to play. I mean, when if you pay enough lawyers, they'll find a way to sue you. Um but hopefully I get mine before that gets shut down. Um but I'm pretty stoked about that. They said that they collected a group of quote-unquote willing participants and quote-unquote paid them to quote-unquote take part in a quote-unquote research study. <laughs> I think that was you. I think so. Um, oh, so here's the... I'll, I'll read it out. This was leading up to one of the survey questions. We have one more set of questions. As you are likely aware, the PS5 is fucking enormous. As a result, the dark plates are also fucking enormous. This means they cost a lot to ship. And then go to the next time, we'll show you the box and stuff. And then in typical dbrand fashion, the entire thing is needlessly extravagant. But it's just so it's fantastic, meta, all that kind of stuff. I don't know. It's just like it, it's not that crazy, but just having a company that like openly admits that all of the stuff they have to go through is kind of bullshit is refreshing. Yeah. They have this like cover, I'm assuming it has I would assume it's a sticker. Um, for like the front or like the IO plate on the PS5. Yep, it also yeah. looks pretty sick. Is are you getting that too, or are you just getting the outer plates? I am, but I I only went with matte black. I wasn't fully sold on the rest of the skins. Um, the the skin is sold separately, but you can bundle it when you order the the plates, and it's like eleven dollars for the skin. Um, and D brand is known for skins. That's like their main shtick. Um, but the the actual dark plates are literal fully plastic molded replacements to the white they're not skins um which is pretty cool and i've seen a lot of reviews come out and they are all getting glowing reviews essentially it's it looks like an oem replacement which is pretty pretty cool they did a good job with that um but yeah some of the skins look super cool but i just wasn't i don't know one i didn't want to be tied into a color scheme like mkbhd's red skin looks super cool but i was trying to move away from the red coloring and mm. then some of the white and black ones were really cool but i wasn't super connecting with the like little icons that were in them it just like i don't know it wasn't full of i i thought they looked super cool but just not so much my style so i went with the matte black keep itself i might actually keep the center gloss black because the original ps4 as you know had like the combination of the gloss and the matte black i kind of like that look but i i might switch it to full-on stealth matte mode we shall see yeah I do also like on their website when you're looking at at least the PS5. I don't know about other stuff, but uh, it does say "Go ahead to us" at the top left corner while you're looking at the <laughs> uh, PlayStation Five plates. I'll see if they, I'll see if they do that. I don't think they do it anywhere else. Yeah, I think it's just the PS5. That's pretty funny. Maybe there's some legal loophole where if you dare someone to sue you, they can't actually sue you. <laughs> I mean, honestly, oh, sorry. I told you it, it was my idea, not yours. Therefore, I win. <laughs> That's what I'd expect. But that's that's all my tech news. That's a that's a nice thirty eight minute tech news, just chatting, discussion, leaving a juicy twenty minutes to discuss <laughs> the games. I mean, we only have to talk about two games effectively, so that's true. And one of them. Oh, actually, no. I oh, there's there's some good games. Okay, let's get into it. Let's let's. No more teasing. Let's get right yeah, into the it's, meat. It's uh, it's your week, so. Oh, yes. So, 
my games this week. The Elder Scrolls Cinco Skyrim and Watch Dogs Dose. Skyrim. Is a game. <laughs> so Skyrim, the game. <laughs> is developed by Bethesda Game Studios and published by Bethesda Softworks, owned by Zenith, who was recently acquired by Microsoft, therefore making Bethesda a newly Microsoft publisher slash developer. So, I mean, that's old news, but who knows what? Will we see PC Xbox exclusivity on the next Elder Scrolls game? I highly doubt it. But it's fun to talk about. Ooh. But we're talking about Elder Scrolls V Skyrim right now. Uh, this game was one of the first, like, I don't even know how to describe it. So it, it's in the action RPG genre. But it was, I, I guess maybe RPG is the, the right one. But it it's so old now. It came out in 2011. But it was it was the first game that felt like the world was living to me. Like I like when you're you're walking through the world and you'll do something bad in another town and you'll you'll get like bounty in a in a particular town. Man, I I don't know where to start with this game because I don't know how much background people need. I'm like just going into the details, assuming people know. Real quick, dragons are everywhere and you're about to die when the game opens and a dragon comes and saves your life. But it's not trying to save your life. It just happens to save your life by coming. (laughs) And then you are trying to defeat dragons the rest of the game. So a dragon saved your life and then you try to kill dragons is essentially the story of Skyrim boiled down to a single point. But that's not what is so cool about Skyrim. Skyrim has a bunch of mini storylines spread throughout the game. Boop. There's one here. Ooh, I'm a mime. I'm stuck in this camera. Oh, God. Oh, no. But uh, nobody nobody plays the main storyline. That's all I'll say. And by nobody, I mean I have not played the main storyline essentially at all. All my friends make fun of me for not playing the main story. Nobody does. Nobody does. Hold on on one second. Yeah. So Mocha. Yeah, Mocha's on my lap now. Yeah, she she got she got to say hi to the the stream. Um, I missed those little ears. I a know. cute little nosy wozy. I know she's been really annoying. Real, real side bar. We have to keep the bathroom doors closed now because she has figured out that she loves toilet paper. And she did at one point. So I switched it from coming over the top so that she couldn't just unroll it. So it was coming under the bottom. So when she'd like try and roll it, it would just spin in a circle. She figured out how to get it down anyway. And so the bathroom doors stay closed now. She's just a little demon. A little yeah, demon you... souls. When I first got Nato, you were like, make sure that you keep your fucking toilet paper oriented in this exact fashion. Otherwise, you know, the cat will destroy it. Nato does not have an obsession with toilet paper. I do not. My, my toilet paper is oriented however it gets put on. I don't even pay attention, honestly, when I put it on. Well, like That's a hot monster, take probably. right there. Yeah. yeah. I know, dude. I'm going to get flamed for that one. I guess I normally do over and towards, but uh, I guess, yeah, I actually, no, I just don't care. <laughs> well skyrim does not have toilet paper that's true zero out of ten um but if you want a synopsis of skyrim you should just watch ultimate skyrim 
by uh, yeah. our Lord and Savior Donkey. <laughs> it was a great, yes. a, a great intro to Skyrim. It's a, it's a tried and true Donkey video as well. And if you don't know Donkey, <laughs> video game Donkey on YouTube, one of the funniest gaming YouTube content creators out there who loves Mario. Um, so much, but he's he's so entertaining. Hey, Donkey, go go check him out. But Skyrim RPG, so you start off, you're you're creating your class of character that has different strengths and abilities, all that kind of stuff. That, that that's the general gist of it. Huge open world. Running around, you have magic abilities, you have melee combat, you you can get armor shield, you have skills for like sneaking, thievery, you can like pickpocket people, um, archery destruction magic restoration magic all that kind of fun stuff it's pretty cool it's pretty in-depth especially for 2011 the game was like whoa groundbreaking and it's now one of the games that like minecraft can be played on everything that runs on electricity and some things that don't it it is it is that crazy um i mean it's on the switch like my goodness that's you can sit on the toilet speaking of toilet paper and play skyrim like what more do you need um, but what, what I was saying originally, like the, the game feeling lived in is like, you, you'll be walking around in the world and there will be a random encounter. Someone will run up to you and be like, Oh, this person in the city summons you, or this person in the city, put a bounty out on you or this person. And you'll like fight this bounty hunter, or you'll like have to go like meet someone or they'll like request you come and it'll open up this new quest line you didn't know about. And it's completely like random spur of the moment. I'm sure it's much less random than it felt initially but like i was just playing the game and then like this new storyline popped up while i was just walking around out in the open world i was like holy crap that's super cool um and that's kind of the beauty of skyrim it's just it's huge The each i've put like probably 150 hours i think into the game is like my playtime. i've only had one save i'm not one of those people that keeps going back to like start as new people and and kind of go through the beginning but I have barely touched the main storyline. Like there are so many independent storylines. There's like a thieves guild. So you're like going out and stealing things for people and killing people to like raise your rank in the thieves guild. And there's a dark brotherhood doing similar dark things. There's, I don't know. I can't think of some others off the top of my head. You can get married in the game. Um, House, right? I don't know if that's just yeah. DLC, but yeah, so, yeah, some of the stuff is DLC too, but now it's been out for so long. Essentially, every version you buy of Skyrim includes all the DLC that's ever existed for it. Um, so now is a great time to get Skyrim if you have not played it. Definitely worth a, a checkout, I would say. Um, and it's up to you how you want to play. You want to play a main storyline? That's cool, bro. We respect you. Um, and you want to play some of that side quest? We respect you too. Um, <laughs> Maybe a little more. Yeah, a lot more. But uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's Skyrim. I don't know. It's one of those games that, again, we keep saying this, that we'll probably have to do a full episode on to really deep dive into. It's it's that massive and that large in scope, but it's an RPG open world. It was one of the first games for me that it was just like the intricacies of how the different like storylines interconnect and how doing something one place affects something else and it there's memory so like you you go to one town you do a bunch of bad things you'll have a bounty so next time you come back into town they'll try and kill you instantly and it just gets worse and worse you can get captured and go to jail and so then you're in jail and then you have to figure out how to escape jail um it's just it's cool it's wild um 
Yeah. I don't know. What are your thoughts on Skyrim? Worst game ever. Hot take. Complete. Uh, I just... I mean, I enjoyed the game. I obviously am slightly partial to Oblivion. Just because... Uh, and this is this is yeah. I'd be interested to do a little bit more a, a deep dive into it because I don't know what Skyrim. To me, Skyrim was like they just polished up and fixed everything that was like questionable about Oblivion or like some like you know like to me it was like a tune up. You know, it wasn't uh no 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 grounds felt broken for me. I mean the that interconnect system with the bounties and stuff. They definitely I don't think they did that in Oblivion, but I kind of like that too. Because if I had, like, the biggest fucking bounty in Whitefall or, you know, some random town, then just avoid the town. Like, I mean, I don't have to go back there. You could do most of the story without, like, having to... You just dodge that town, you know? You're just... A, it feels a little bit more like you're, like, a true bandit in the in the Wild West, you know? Terrorizing the, the patrons. Um, or, or you come back when you're super OP and be like, yeah, oh, you want to fight me? Killer. Okay. <laughs> uh, I did, like, the thieves guild and dark brotherhood dark brotherhood for sure i thought the thieves guild and both were pretty good but i like the dark brotherhood a lot more and oblivion um but yeah so that's i just i'd be interested to see obviously scope drastically improved i think realistically the leveling system is better in skyrim as much as i may be you know nostalgically biased towards oblivion um and graphically Again, huge improvements as well, especially with just, yeah, the sheer volume. Like, because that, that was the big thing with it was like the RNG side quest creation and uh, Skyrim, right? Like, that was, a, that was a really big selling point or like a big feature that a lot of people were really hyped about. Like, oh my God, there's literally endless content. Oh. Never ending. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, I'd be, I'd be interested to do a little deep dive. It's, it's a great game. And if you're going to play an Elder Scrolls at this point, I certainly would not recommend playing Oblivion. It's just like there's no point, right? Skyrim is the polished version. It's like if you're going to go and play, you know, far, if you're going to play Far Cry 3 versus Far Cry 4, you should play Far Cry 3. <laughs> because it's better, according to Maxwell. Um, but better, is the, better is the wrong term. I think Far Cry 4 by itself is the better game of the two i think like far cry in, 3 in, in a, a better story i'd much rather play the far cry 3 story i'll give you that but yeah. the gameplay of far cry 4 i it's, think is better i think there's more more diversity more yeah, things but i don't to think do. it's that much more polished we, <laughs> <laughs> we're back baby you thought but, you thought you you'd leave us <laughs> that that argument to rest but i i are. do have far cry 4 out in the living room one of my roommates has it i was planning on replaying it um i know but either yeah my point is is like you're not gonna go back and play og assassin's creed that's a much better example like just play play one of the new assassin's creeds just get the get the new improvements get the mechanical improvements get the graphical improvements and just enjoy that so but yeah either way that's my thoughts i'm done okay uh watchdogs 2 Already spoke about it. Uh, another open world game, but not an RPG. You are playing as the character Marcus, and it's all about hacking. It's you're in open world, San Francisco, if I'm not mistaken, where the first game took place take place in Chicago. Uh, th- this one, San Francisco. It's a beautiful rendition of San Francisco. I've never been there, so if you're from San Francisco, you might be like, "Wow, you wrong." 
but it, it's it's beautiful. It looks like the pictures I've seen of San Francisco, and uh, the gameplay all about hacking. So like, if you're driving along, got the police chasing you, hack the streetlights, make cars crash into the cops, hack the sewer system, make cars go boom, um, hack people's cell phones to distract other people, hack machinery How do you hack to kill a people. Sewer system. I'm hacking your toilet. <laughs> I, I think it's all about like the the pressure and stuff like that. Like saying like all, all of that is somewhere controlled electronically. I mean, there was just a. I mean, it, it's 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 not realistic. Let's let's start start with that. But this is our potential future if we don't listen. Hackable poo poo lines. <laughs> but. Uh, and I, I guess it's probably more a storm drain than it is the sewer. It's probably not the poo-poo lines, but either, either way, you can hack a lot of the city infrastructure uh, to do things. Big open world hacking. It's all about like, oh, 3D printed weapons. You can control little drones and stuff like that. And the combat, I think you can go through the whole game without actually killing anyone. Uh, you can essentially stun everyone that you come into contact with if you wanted to but killing is also an option but if you're a pacifist might be the game for you skyrim unfortunately there's a i don't think there's a lot of way around the killing aspect (laughs) so watchdogs wins on that front um but yeah beautiful game talked about it already you know my thoughts it's and i i like the watchdog series i have not played legion the the newest one which has a very interesting concept of you can play as anyone, like every character on screen you can recruit and play as, like every NPC is playable, which is super cool. I've heard some mixed reactions to that where it's not deep enough that eventually you feel like you're kind of getting some repeats and stuff, but it's a cool, ambitious concept, and I hope that other companies continue to take that further and fix it. I mean, it's like it's the first iteration of it, so... I understand it wasn't perfect, but yeah, the Watchdog series overall, I'm a fan of the hacking and, and everything is just kind of a cool concept. You kind of feel like the world is in your control and you you gain new uh, abilities as the game goes on, but going to have to give this dub to Skyrim, five sure, infinite replayability, <laughs> as you know, um, and it was just one of those games that was just like the the scope of it when I initially played it for me at the time was just like it was, I was awestruck. It was incredible. I didn't play it until probably four or five years after it originally released. Uh, so I was late to the game, but I, I had heard a lot about it. And uh, there's also a huge modding community for it if you play it on PC. Like there's, if you watch the donkey video, you'll understand mods. <laughs> but there's, you, you can do a lot. There's visual mods to make it look a lot more photorealistic, more like a modern day game. Uh, there's a lot of quest DLC. That, that people put out there, obviously, like different effects, weapons, all that kind of stuff. Pretty much, any, you name it, it's probably one of the most widely modded games that, that you can play today because it's been out for so long and it's still so widely loved. So, I think Minecraft takes the uh, most modded game dub, though. That That's fair. That's that's like the the other like the, the other game you can like. run on everything. <laughs> that, that's electricity. It's like my, Skyrim is Minecraft's little brother. There you go. Yeah. That's a that's a great that's a that's a tagline for the beginning of this one because it'll make <laughs> zero sense out of context. <laughs> I like it. Um, um, yeah, so that's yeah. Uh, those are yeah. my games. Yeah, that's it. Yep. yep. Okay. All right, I got two juicy boys. I got dying light. 
and Metroid Fusion. Dying Light, developed by Techland, released 27 January 2015. It's a survival horror game that received a 74 out of 100 on Metacritic. Ah, that's the biggest diss in the world. I know. And Okay, well, I already talked about Metroid Fusion. Well, I'll go through Metroid Fusion real fast. Metroid Fusion, developed by Nintendo's Research and Development Department 1, released November 18, 2002 in North America. Throwback. Other times, other places. <laughs> Action adventure, Metroidvania, uh, 92 out of 100 on Metacritic. It is what we call a fire game. Per usual in the Oliver catalog, let's not lie. <laughs> um, let's not forget you're for talking about a 74 right now. So, uh, the, so Metroid Fusion, unlike a lot of other Metroid games, again, as I discussed, I'll keep it brief, but... Uh, well, you're 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 playing as Samus, rare character in the Metroid series, um, and you are on uh, I forget you're on this like remote space station that had a giant explosion that you're investigating. There's these X parasites there that are causing a little bad bad. Your suit Wait, gets X, affected. X by parasites, the... as in like they used to be parasites, or like no, their name is the X parasite. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, you you get infected by the X parasite. You end up getting injected by this vaccine of Metroid love and Metroid beauty, um, which saves you from the X parasite, allowing you then to absorb the X parasite. But essentially, you're investigating all the shit that went down at the space station. It's very horror inspired. Uh, your old suit parts were left at the space station, so the the X can like take control. Or like, uh, what do you want to call it? Like clones, whatever. Like an X could clone an enemy that's on your screen, which does happen a lot in the game. So the okay. X has taken your old suit and then therefore like cloned you. But when you lost your suit, you're incredibly weak, um, where the suit is fully vamped up. Like it had all the abilities that you had when you stopped. Or you got infected, not you stopped. Sam, <laughs> Sam has stopped. Um, but yeah, it's very atmosphere driven, which I like a lot in a game. Part of the reason I like Dying Light, conveniently timed, and they're both horror games, also conveniently timed, or I think like horror-esque games. Yeah. Um, I mean, Metroid has a classic Metroidvania aspects of it where you're unlocking shit, going back to different areas. But yeah, it's very, for a Metroid game, it's relatively linear, and the horror and the atmosphere to me are like the banger parts of it. And this was like, uh, for like a Game Boy Advance game, this is probably one of the only Game Boy Advance games that I like have thought about like, I have actually, well, I revisited multiple times, but like it, it, it holds up really well. And I think it's still a really fun play. So Dying Light, uh, you are a GRE operative. Kyle Crane dropped into Huron to retrieve a sensitive file stolen by Kadir Suleiman, a.k.a. Rise. Rise. Um, Rise. <laughs> uh, so like, upon, upon landing, your parachute gets a little cotty waddy. Um, you fall, you're confronted by Tahir, which I believe is Rise's brother, and two of his goony thugs. Um, and you're like, bitch, I'm a GRE operative. So you fire a gun, and they're all like, what did you do? And then, obviously, <laughs> very loud noises attract Zambies. So Zambies come. You get saved by Jade and Amir, who are both people from the tower, which is kind of like the local good place community, um, not the bad place community, a.k.a. Rise's tower. Uh, <laughs> uh, and Amir ends up dying, trying to save you. Successful. You get bit. You get to the tower, get injected with some antizen, which is like the main thing that a lot of the story is kind of revolving around, at least uh, 
it's like a conduit, I guess, for the story is like you get bit and the antizen will slow down your infection. So it is like the ultimate currency in Huron. Everyone needs it. Everyone wants it. So you end up getting tasked to get an antizen drop. You end up getting to the antizen and then the GRE is like, you need to throw this away because we need you to get those files from Rise. So you need to be able to interact with Rise. Um, you know, we're going to force interaction by you guys not having Anizen and then forcing the tower to reach out to Rise and try to make that interaction happen. And then the story just kind of follows from there. The watching the my roommate go back through, there are definitely <laughs> gripes. Uh like the difficulty is very inconsistent throughout the entire game. And I kind of forgot that, but it's like unnecessarily tedious in the beginning and then you just slowly and slowly get like i think too strong at the end right but it's like it has a very weird difficulty curve that i 100 forgot about the facial animations and people talking are also hysterical given like are the new games that we experienced going back and playing that it's like this is definitely a dated game um <laughs> the story i thought was kind of meh. i didn't really think it was that predictable a lot of people thought it was really predictable but i guess i'm just stupid so who knows but the but the soundtrack and the atmosphere the 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 slums that you're in the slums of Huron were based off of the uh um Hacina favelas in rio uh and i probably said it very wrong but i looked it up on youtube and a portuguese woman said it that way so I am going off of how she said it. <laughs> Verified. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so the it's the the atmosphere and the music to me are like what makes the game really fun, and it is fun just to go like run around and thwap bat zombies. Uh, like the weapons are fun to use. There's you know different speeds with the weapons, different attack damages, and then you can modify weapons to give it like electricity or fire or poison and stuff like that. So there's um a decent amount of modability. At least, I think for like a game of that time, I thought they did a good job with the combat system. And then at the tower, you're taught hardcore parkour. So you are the god hardcore parkour. Obviously, I literally, after like one lesson, you're like, I'm king of parkour, as classic video games do. You know, it's like you've never killed someone. You know, I'm, I'm Jason falling into my Far Cry 3 island. I've never killed anyone. And then like after like killing one person, I'm like, oh yeah, gun in the boar. <laughs> Like I swear he only says gross the first boar he gets and then every single one he's like, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, it's Dying Light is for me the game that I rate personally by far, hands down, the most the the differential between like me and what other people think is the highest. Like I think the game is way better than I think a majority of the community. Obviously Metacritic thinks. <laughs> Like, I definitely don't think it's a 74 out of a hundo. Um, but the soundtrack is just fire, and the environment's really fire. It's really fun to, like, roam around. The soundtrack is it's by Powell, because I'm not going to butcher his last name. Uh, but we listened to it a lot, as we mentioned. We talked about this, but we listened to it a lot while we were studying. It just It's already the music I like. That's that really creep, dark, eerie, electronic music. Um, and, yeah, that's what makes... I think the honestly the music and the environment like the the buildings are so cool. It's just yeah. I like how it looks, like everything about it in that regard. I definitely overrate it. I am not going to lie about that. <laughs> I overrate it heavily. Uh and I'm excited. I kind of have been wanting to play through it again. 
but after watching my friends, I think I remember a majority of the gripes. The difficulty curve was a huge gripe in it, and I kind of already forgot some of the other gripes. Actually, no, it's just the difficulty curve was just super inconsistent, and then some abilities that I feel like you need to get really soon, they make you stall way too long, so it's like, it's not just it's difficult at the beginning, to get levels, it's so fucking grindy to get levels. Like, I definitely remember grinding a lot more. Like, you, you have to spend, I think, way too much time in terms of like what you'd expect from a game nowadays to get to a reasonable part where you're kind of in the main power curve, right? You have the, your main set of abilities. Like, it's just the the progression, I think, is just not not the best. But the combat is fun still, either way, even if it is a little grindy. Um, and even if the story... I still thought the story was good. I don't know what you thought. Like, I didn't think it was bad. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't groundbreaking. It's not the highlight. But yeah, it. I don't think it was enough to distract from all of the other high points of the game. Yeah, and I still haven't played the DLC, which Maxwell has only spoken incredibly highly of, so I am doing a little bit of a disservice by not doing that. Which I, I regret speaking highly of now, of, of any game. Like, it's like, I I, I hype it I played, up too far. I played far. Ori, and now I've learned my lesson. <laughs> <laughs> um, Except Ori is that good. So You have to. I am picking... To Maxwell's no surprise, I'm picking Dying Light. Okay. Uh, I thought I you were, were going to throw a curveball, and I was like, oh no. I I actually was just about to switch it right there, but then I remembered I have Metroid Prime in my list, so I'm like, I'm good. My Metroid <laughs> yeah, level still shine through and true. That's crap, yeah. Um, and I, I, I think I talked a fair bit or a fair amount about Metroid Fusion in the last episode, so I don't really feel the need to cover that anymore in depth, where, uh, yeah, there's other stuff that we can talk about Dying Light. I think it's 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 worth throwing up. Do I do it? Do I think if I compared both of them in as an objective sense as possible, that Dying Light is better? Probably not. <laughs> but like I said, the bias is real. So I, th- this, I think this is it, our top fifty. This is not yeah. the objective top fifty. So I think I think a mid eighties seems fair for me for Dying Light. Um, that feels much this, more this, appropriate. This, yeah. yeah, the seventy feels really low. Um, but again, I'm biased. So, I mean, the Metroid is definitely, I don't think 92 is inappropriate for the Metroid, especially for a Game Boy Advance game. That game to me was pretty insane for being on uh, that console or whatever you want to call it. I guess console. Handheld. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's my really shitty explanation of both games. Fantastic. We're 10 minutes over. Are we going to stop? <laughs> We can unless there's any more mobile video games content to discuss. Links in the description. Yeah, and by description we made on YouTube. And make sure and like and subscribe on YouTube. And check us out on podcast services. We post almost every Wednesday at noon. <laughs> Hopefully with no more issues caused by me. But you know, we we humans too. Sadly, um, but yeah, we we, we post uh, about once a week. We we do this. We're, we're recording live right now on Sundays, probably in like the morning time frame is what I will say. I won't commit to a time because that'll change from time to time. But in the mornings on Sundays, if you hit the notification bell on YouTube, you'll get notified when we go live and record. If you want to be a part of the chat, part of that experience, the raw live experience. Otherwise, you can check us out on Wednesdays. And uh, yeah, thank Leave you so a much. Comment. 
yeah, thank you for listening. Leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you, even though we never do. I try throwing shade to make <laughs> someone comment, but no one, no one takes the shade bait, so... I respect that. You know, you can't yeah. always respond to the haters. Somebody, so. I gotta say, um, Magusta Helms has definitely been been keeping up that comment game strong. Um, so shout out if you want to get shouted out in the Movido Games podcast, leave a comment below. We're now we're now paying people. <laughs> <laughs> so in an unknown currency, I don't even know what that currency would be. Respect. <laughs> God, God damn right. So yeah, either way. It's been real. Let us know what you think. Juicy. Juicy. Well, thank you so much for sticking around to the end of today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you loved the twists and turns, the catch up on all of the tech news, the discussions, the cat talk, toilet paper. You know we're here for everything at Mo Video Games. So thank you again so much for sticking around. Follow us on Instagram at Mo Video Games. Give us a like and subscribe on the old YouTube. Check us out on other podcast services and all that fun stuff. We really appreciate you being here and we'd love to hear you comment on Instagram, YouTube, all that kind of stuff. But until next time, Josie.